Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. We'll be Fat Tuesday be without a band in the background. No so, doubt. Uh, the party's about to start right up here. Matter of fact, it's already started here at Mudbugs. If you're in Buda, come on out here and hang out with us. Great time and great food as well. Uh, it is 306 South uh, Main Street in Buda. As a matter of fact, my man E. Hogan often hangs out here at Mudbugs. I've never been here, but it won't be the last time. Now, it's my first time. But the food out here is fantastic. Every time I tell somebody, I'm going to Mudbugs. They get excited for me. They're yeah. like, ooh, you You'll should like order this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've heard good things. I'm excited. Uh, brunch, lunch, and dinner. It's all really good. There it is. Brunch, say lunch, that. and dinner, man. Well, it's funny because uh, Jeff Parks, the owner, is a good friend. And so we were sitting and looked look forward to Tuesday. This was last week. Was like, oh, it's going to be 85 degrees on Tuesday. We're yep. having a Zydeco so bands. Perfect. And why don't we get the Rod, Rod and Hard show out mm-hmm. here and really do this thing up right? Because we're talking about a big old deer with them because uh, Mudbugs is here and He's got a new place coming on a saloon called Jay Parks Saloon and Standard, which is nice, opening. Nice, nice. is becoming kind of the, the it place. Rather than going north, come south. And I love all it. kinds of cool stuff happening on Main Street. Valentina's is going right in yep. behind us. And, wow. Uh, Taste on Main's now open. There's a lot of cool things happening. New amphitheater. So uh, Jeff was all in. And uh, so glad to have you all out here. He is, I know. And, uh, <laughs> it's good to see you because this is kind of where I hang out. We used to live in Butte, and now we live in Onion yeah. Creek. But coming south is as easier yeah, it's not town, bad you know for you I mean? coming over here. No, yeah. I love this little setup here, man. This little, like, all these different shops here. Buta Mill and Grain. Buta Mill and the, Grain. Yeah, it used to be the, the Mill and the Grain. I, mean, yeah. that's what they did. <laughs> I can see that. So now they've refurbed it, and they've yeah. got uh, bars and restaurants and it shops and boutiques and an art art gallery and all kinds of cool stuff. Little you got old, water to wine old, over here. Yeah, you know man. So. Yeah, you can make your own wine there. Yep. Dane no and that crew. So all good people. They'll all probably uh, jump on and do some stuff with us. So appreciate them, and just appreciate you guys being out here. I hope this music is not... Too good. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, it needs to be. There it's it is. There, there, there it you is. go. Now, now, <laughs> now, 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 now it's Mardi Gras. Right. Now it's a party. I got my like, beads with me. Feels like Mardi Gras. <laughs> got to have the beads. E. Hogan's got the e. beads. E. Hogan got the beads. I don't think there'll be any flashing happening out here, but at least y'all prepared well, for situation. Well, make sure y'all eat situation. and get the, uh, the good food. And That's right. All that goes with... Uh, with Mudbugs, a Cajun joint, and it's a good spot. I love me some. My favorite genre of food is Cajun food. There's no, no question doubt. about it. Uh, all right, since we do have E. Hogan here, and we got our man Hardball Hard here, and we got Texas baseball happening today. As a matter of fact, 
right now. Right now. Tell make, the folks how they can hear the Texas baseball game. In case make sure you get over to 101.9 or 1260 AM to make sure you can pick it up. Craig Way's on the call. As you know, he's always doing a great job and, and his crew. And then Craig is the hardest working man out here, to let's be honest with you, because he's probably jumping across the street right he after is, that. He is. So. He's trying to make it happen. There might be a handoff in between there. He's doing so as many innings it. as he can, and then he's got to go That's over. Exactly does he right. have a ride, or does he walk? I'm sure he does have a ride. I'm oh. sure somebody's he, got something for him. Is he really going to do like the Deion Sanders thing? Oh, yeah. yeah. They don't have the helicopter, though. They don't have the helicopter. Oh, man. They're going to have to. We should get a Craig Way signal, like the bat signal. <laughs> Craig Way. Is on the yeah, way. No, I, I heard him I say like that, that today on Light the Tower. I thought, Craig, you could have somebody do the ball game. Exactly. That's just Craig, though. He's the voice of the Longhorns. He wants to do it as many games as he can that's right it feels like he doesn't like that's not an ego thing it's just he it's wants not. to do it no he wants no it's it, it, it honestly it reminds me of the Deion sanders story remember people were criticizing Deion, like hey man you're being selfish for wanting to play two sports and one yep. day for your team he's like how's that being so it's the ultimate unselfish exactly. <laughs> i gotta make sure i'm there i don't want to let any, any of my teammates that's down right. yeah. and exactly. i think craig weighs more like that he doesn't want to let anybody down he's like no no everybody deserves the best possible broadcast and there's no doubt about it craig way being on that broadcast gives you the best chance to have the best <laughs> exactly. broadcast exactly. Uh, but let's talk about texas baseball where we got both you guys here um both you guys are first of all congratulations are in order Right? That's right. We have a new legendary lifetime long run officially. That my man Kirk Dressendorfer well done, finally baby. gets his number retired. Yeah. We've been holding on to that for some time. Well and, done. Well and I'm learned. so proud of him because when I was coming to the University of Texas and growing up and really had all eyes on Texas, Kirk Dressendorfer was right there in the middle of it. I mean, he was on every one of my recruiting trips. He was very nice. But every time he pitched, I wanted to make sure that I got here to watch him pitch because this guy was going to have a complete game. He was going to strike out everybody. He was going to be cussing. He's going to be angry. <laughs> what? My man was oh, that's rigging not the, that's, it. That's not the Kirk Dressendorfer that, that I've met. That, hey, what do you always do? What do, you, what do you always say? You got to alter ego wow. when you step between the lines, He's like such right? a nice guy when I, when I hang Still out Still a nice guy. Great guy. He's not pitching against you because he will flip you. He will make you kick your shoes up because he's coming up and in on you. Nice. He's letting you know. So I'm v very proud of him. We will actually have him on Ball Don't Lie oh, on stuff. Thursday at 430. We've already set that up, and I've been waiting for this moment, waiting for this moment because this is so deserving of this guy, and it took so long, but it has happened. So now I, he's I give there. CDC credit. He's opened up a lot of for that sure. opportunity for those guys that, you know, I'm glad you're here because – I always say this about Kirk. He's, as you said, Harrod, he's like, like oh, the nicest human ever. He really is. <laughs> he is. But he really when he crossed the line, he's Cork Dorson Dreffer. Yeah, he's right. this whole new guy, right? He's like Beyonce's alter ego. Exactly. But I heard you all talk about load management earlier. If he had been load managed in high school uh, and through summer ball and into college, right. he'd have been a major league all-star for a long for time. For a very long time. Very long time. Yeah. By the time he got to the Oakland A's, he was about yeah. He was about out innings. He in was that almost arm. done. Yeah, yeah, yeah he was so, almost you done. You got so many throws in your body. Man. Yeah, right. I mean that's and uh, God love him. And he he wanted the ball though. That was the whole thing. I was right? going to say if you would have told him that he had loan management, he would have tried to fight you. Yes, <laughs> he would have tried to fight Coach Gus and every other coach that has ever coached yes. him because of the fact that he was that competitive. Yes, he wanted to be out there. Now we have the Steven Strasburgs and all these other guys that's like. I'm only going to pitch 100 innings this year. I'm not going to get into the 200. And it's like, 
No, man. These guys. But a lot of that had to do with the training aspect of it, too. Now, the guys yeah. and what they've been doing and the weightlifting right. and all the, the thoroughbands and the year-round training yeah. has kind of changed that. But let's talk about this Texas baseball team. Right. If you notice with load management, the injuries aren't subsiding. Right. They're still happening. That's, yeah, I heard you talking about that on BB. Right. They're not really getting better. You're right. right. They're still true. having to deal with more. it. Yeah. It's like, right. All right. Yeah. Maybe the Nolan Ryan way kind of works. Uh, ding, 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 <laughs> ding, ding. Nolan Ryan was the same way. If you tried to take him out, you saw it yeah. on facing Nolan. He was like, uh, I'm better than anybody you got in that bullpen, so go sit back down. Go back to the dugout. Go, yeah, back. go back to the dugout. I got this. Yeah. But talking about this Texas baseball team as they take on Texas A&M Corpus Christi this weekend, I mean today, what were your thoughts? Because obviously me and you have talked about this a little bit. I was on with you guys on Monday. But after you've had a chance to sit back and, and kind of review everything, what were your thoughts after this past weekend? I think you went into the weekend hoping for a win. Right. Let's just say that, right? I think is that fair as far as expectations? 100%. I mean, you got a favorite with Arkansas to win the SEC. You've got Vanderbilt, who's consistently in Omaha. Correct. Uh, and Texas is, too. I'm not saying they should, but we know what this team is. It's a rebuilt team with a rebuilt coaching staff. Uh, the Missouri game was one that got away, and uh, – but learning Even the lessons, Arkansas game got away from them. Learning lessons. I was thinking about this, uh, knowing I was going to come on and talk about some baseball with y'all. You know, there were, there was for Texas fans, and you hope it gets here, but like Kansas lost three straight Big 12 games in January, right? Yep. You got to learn how to, and because they replaced 70 to 75 percent of their players from a year ago, they won the national championship. Right. When you reload and you're rebuilding, it's going to take some time to get there. Like Texas State down in San Marcos, probably a better team than the Longhorns right now. 100%. I would, I would agree with that 100%. I mean, they're, they're loaded with their Friday and Saturday starter. They've got arms. they got dudes. That's, they're, they're excited about where they can go. But that's you know why Bill Self is Bill Self. Because now Kansas, it's almost March, and you watch his team play. They're about to hit it. Right. They're about to hit it. They Their went, timing. They went through. You got, to, you got learning lessons. I know fans don't want to hear that because they want to see wins. But you got to learn how to win. And, you know, Texas should be like Kansas right. in college baseball. Yep. They should exactly. be learning all this as they go. And by the time we get to, to uh, April and May, they need to be hitting their crescendo. That's going to be the, the focus of this team. And I talked about it last week when, uh, when Ty Harrington was in with us. And I know Ty and you are good friends. You know, fans have to calibrate their expectations. Right. And you have to really – last year's team was win it or not. Like, they were right. preseason number one. They had everybody back. And obviously we know they didn't win it. So it was a good season, not a great season. They had pitching injuries. They had guys that didn't pitch as good as they had. And then the David Pierce coaching issues cropped up. So last year you could almost argue was a disappointing year that you you came in preseason one heavily favored to win it, and you didn't. This year you're uncertain yeah, everywhere. Everywhere. And that's what I'm really excited about with this. You know, David Pierce obviously was very thoughtful about his coaching hires. How does this group bring this group together and navigate tough times? How do they navigate an 0-3 weekend? They've got, you know, a Texas A&M Corpus team this, this today that they should beat. Then Indiana out of the Big Ten. Then they're playing LSU. Right. And you just talked to Kyle Peterson, and they're playing in that tournament in Round Rock. So they're going to be in Austin and then or Round Rock and then right. come down here and play on Tuesday night. That's going to be a packed house. Really excited well. to see how this – and to me, Kansas basketball is like Texas baseball. Yep. And you can you, – as a fan, you should be willing to suffer through some early struggles on a team like this and say, okay, but I need to see it because they're too talented. This is, right. goes back to the tributes to go, Coach Gus. Right. You're putting on that uniform. Exactly. The expectation's here, y'all. Exactly. It ain't here. That's not, that's not what this expectation goes through. When you put it on, you got to have that pride. you got to be dialed in. 
you got to have that express coming through, yeah. and you got to be ready to play because everybody that plays you, it's their World Series. That's right. And you got to be prepared for that. And that's with and to the to the to the that's a macro conversation. The micro conversation is, hey, I mean, uh, they got talent. You saw it, Hard. Yep. I mean, they got arms. They got guys. They got players. Those young players are going to be talented as they get those reps. You know it, Rod. Yep. When you sit there and you get your reps every single day, and you're starting to see different people instead of the same arms you're used to seeing at practice. Now you're getting some guys that are running it up there pretty good. Okay, the speed of the game was a little bit more than what you thought, but now you got that opportunity, you're going to see it again. Yeah. So I expect them to go out and play better. Um, also, they're playing on turf. Last week, they were playing on dirt. That's a little different bounce than what you're used to. When you're going over there doing that one-hand play, it used to go into that glove. Yeah. Now I got a little hop and a little spin to it, and it creates a different bounce. So hopefully they'll, they'll go have a better fielding day and week this week. Yeah, well, I'll find here. Here's interesting from, with me for David Pierce because again, watching that Kansas basketball team in January, you're thinking, man, they're not all that. They ain't very right, good. Right. You watch them now, they're really good. Yeah. Right? That's the coaching part, Rod. That's what you talk about with Sark and football. That's the development part. We're yep. going to keep getting better. It's a day by day process. Uh, but with, with, with a baseball team, it's about confidence. You, yep. They've got to find some confidence, and you know, string some hits together. I mean, this Indiana series this week's very big. They need to have right. some wins this week. Because LSU, then Cal State Fullerton there. Right. I mean, come on. Yeah. You know, it, it's not going to let up on you. <laughs> yeah. That's that's yeah. that's what is going to be fun about this team or exciting about this team to see how do they develop, how do these corner freshmen develop, how do they find the rotations, and how do this new coaching staff gel to try to bring them to where Texas fans expect them to be and where they should be. That's right. just that's yeah. the expectation here. just has to be uh, with that baseball program. They didn't come here. Those players knew coming here what they are coming oh, to. Oh, for sure. Every single one of them. Oh, you played you played at the high level, and especially on your select teams and all this other stuff. Yeah. You know what it's like to be a Texas Longhorn. I don't think you feel it until you walk on that campus and you're playing against the Omaha and Razorbacks. And they haven't played this home game tonight, and they, This right? is the home game yeah, right this here. This is the That's one right. where – it all maybe, maybe the alumni game shows it a little bit, but right. all those a little bit intimidating. Look across the dugout and see all those <laughs> other dudes exactly. that you grew up watching. Exactly. But no, it's gonna be fun. That's I think that's what uh, what fun sports is about. You know, I also thought about this in relation to last year's team that didn't win it, and we know the Tanner Wood injury was big. Tristan Stevens struggled uh, more than he had. The bullpen wasn't as rock solid, but when they got to Omaha, hards they couldn't hit. Right. right. They were built on the home right. runs. I wonder if if Coach Pierce is. is I have to think he's thinking about it because right. our, our goal is Omaha. Yep. So we need to get to Omaha. When they got to Omaha, the wind was blowing in in a big ballpark, and the home run team that they had built, those are long fly outs. Yep. Those are long outs. Pop-ups. And, and they couldn't manufacture runs. They, I think, and this is my opinion, y'all can weigh in, I think they need to get back to manufacturing runs. I agree. And this is a, a lineup and a team that can do that because the goal is to get to Omaha. When you get there, you got to win. And the home run ball is not going to win once you get there. You no. need to be contact hitters, put put the ball in play, manufacture offense. Yep. I wonder if that's one of the things they're thinking about with this coaching change and some of the things they're looking at. But it's going to be fun to watch. Yep. Uh, playing their best at the right time. That's exactly what Texas basketball is hoping they can be doing. Uh, they got a game tonight, Texas men's basketball versus Iowa State. Iowa State has lost six straight away games. Um, and they only got one road win in conference all year long. Um, Texas' strength is playing at home. They're 15-1 at home. Seems like a game Texas should win. Um, I'll say it's a tough team, and every out is tough in the Big 12, just the way it goes. Um, but I, you know, I, I feel confident about Texas playing right now because 
Last game versus Oklahoma, a lot to clean up, but you found a way to win. Honestly, the Big 12 is about surviving and advancing. The Big 12 is like the tournament. At this exactly. Point. You just survive and advance. You got to win ugly, and they yeah. got to win ugly in this game. Yeah, I, I think so. And um, you know, I don't wonder. I mean, it, it, you're, you're to a point where you're, you're, you know, the recent uh, NCAA release. You're fifth in the country, right? You're right where you want to be. But I don't think anybody would argue with me that Tyrese Hunter's not having the season they expected him to have. Right. You know? And your most consistent player is Jabari Rice. And remember, you brought Tyrese in to take the ball out of Marcus Carr's hands and get him off the ball and let a point guard run the toe and let Marcus play off ball. Well, if you're watching the Oklahoma game, it's all Marcus now. It's back with him on ball. Jabari comes off the bench. If I'm Rodney Terry, at least I'm kind of thinking about big moments. Do I put the ball in 10's hands, let Marcus play off the ball, and just know it? you're going to get what you're going to get out of Tyrese Hunter at this point. Jabari Rice, he doesn't turn the ball over. He doesn't make. He makes free throws. He gets to the line. He's he makes crucial. great decisions. He's clutch. And they tried to give that Oklahoma game away about four times because right. they had really bad offensive positions, and it was Jabari Rice that bailed them out with three-point shots and big plays. I don't wonder if there's some conversations going on that, okay, we're to the point. Yep. This team has a high ceiling. We've all said it. I've heard you guys say it. The ceiling is going to be on Tyrese Hunter. I think we might want to say, okay, maybe not. Maybe it's putting Jabari Rice at the point in clutch moments. Bring him off the bench still. But he still played 35 minutes in the overtime game, 10 more than Tyrese Hunter. Get him with the ball in his hands and let Marcus play off that. That's a lethal combination come tournament time. And then maybe Tyrese plays off of those two because I I like the three-guard combination that they can run with. But that guy is so – he plays winning basketball. Yes, he does. He plays winning basketball. It makes you feel good that something good's going to happen in this possession if you have the ball in your hands. There were too many Oklahoma possessions where he didn't touch it. Thank you. And you're like, ah, oh, well, that was a, that was not a great possession. Well, I was talking about it before Rod and I were, were having this conversation. I said, you remember in the games where Marcus had it going, they were trying to find him. Well, when Serge Jabari had it going, he had to work to go get the ball. You got to keep finding and feeding that guy. Well, whoever the hot hand is, let them continue to stay hot. Well, and that's the exciting part because coming into the year when it was still Chris Beard coaching this team, you had three point guards who had taken their team and won games in the tournament yes. last year. Right? One game. Tyrese Hunter. Yep. Jabari Rice out in New Mexico. Uh, Marcus Carr here. you got three options. Now it's up to Rodney Terry and the staff to say who's our best option right, right. now. And, you know, it's really tough to stop Jabari Rice because the shot fake is lethal. <laughs> yeah. He'll make the shot if you don't close out on him if you do. And if he goes by you, he's going to, you know, create offense. And he's going to make his foul shots. Yep. He shoots him at 90%. He's a closer. That's the guy, gosh, man, you want. And, you know, everything comes off of him in my mind. But that, that's my opinion on where Rodney Terry should go. But, you know, they like Marcus Carr with the ball. Sometimes it comes, becomes the Marcus Carr show, and you're yep. like, ooh. They need options, though. Yeah, I'm with you. And they also need Timmy Allen to play Yes. Better. Timmy Allen's got to step up and be a guy because he's, I mean, we call him a mid-range Timmy. Yeah. Because he does a Tourniquet. great job. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? Tourniquet Timmy. Um, but, yeah, he's got to be a, a he's got to be a more substantive player for them down the stretch in clutch time, too, considering his experience. He's a guy that honestly can push the, push the rock sometimes. Yeah. I mean, he really can. Just grab the rebound and take the rock up. Well, that's, I think you're saying, like, whether it's Rice in clutch time or Timmy, both, he can play the point forward role. Yep. He can do that. He's done it. And that's yeah. fine. Uh, I just – you got to facilitate offense for others, and they're, I think they're your two most reliable players right now with the ball. Right. Something good's going to happen because they have the ball. And it's not to take away from Marcus Carr. Marcus plays better off the ball, which is why they recruited Tyrese Hunter so yep. hard. Yep. Get him off the ball. Let him just be the scorer that he is off of 
someone else created it. I love that that idea because I think this team has a hugely, really high ceiling right now. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm with you. Uh, everybody's really excited, and man, it couldn't have laid out better for this group though. Down the stretch, Iowa State tonight, uh, and then Baylor on the road. Yeah. Uh, then TCU on the road. <laughs> then they play Kansas at home. That'll probably be the game to determine who's going to be if. Texas I was going to say, yeah, if they take care if of business they take and be consistent. That'll be the game to determine who's going to be the regular season yeah. champion. I, I agree with that 100%. That's a, that's a hell of a spot for the team to be in, considering the turmoil, tribulation they've right. gone through this season. Uh, so, Coach Terry's done a really good job. Um, e, we appreciate your, your time, you, brother. Hey, you know, Butte has got a little moniker down here that's called Just South of Weird. Yeah. That's their little, uh, you know, Keep Austin Weird. Yeah. Butte has got this little deal. They sell shirts and hats. This shop, this south of weird it is i just watched a guy pull a tuba out of his uh, out of his uh oh, yeah. car a little car and a big tuba so we got a, <laughs> we got a tuba coming off hey. and you got to be i used to play the tuba did you yeah high school i mean in, in uh, mi middle school oh wow hey you know why i played the tuba the mouthpiece cost $45. I didn't have to buy the instrument. I didn't have to take it home at all. <laughs> Mama said, you going to play the tuba. I said, yes, ma'am. Could you actually play the tuba? Oh, yeah, man. I got an A. I got an A. So you actually play the I had tuba. to play I didn't play at halftime. Was it a growl, like an actual size? Like it that was one? that size. How, how big were you? I was, you know, I was strong back then, bro. I was strong. <laughs> yeah, you got to be big. You got to be pretty That's hard. how I got these forearms, baby. Be oh, you were playing baseball. I heard Gene Watson the other day talking about the athletes you were. Baseball, ba football. And basketball. Basketball. And playing the tuba. And the tuba. And, the tuba. and the tuba. Yeah. yeah. Jack of all trades. Now, if you ask me to play it now, I can't give you a note if I needed to. <laughs> I just did it for that one year. Yeah, Mama wanted you to do it. And it was for the grade. I had to get the grade. Hey. Yeah, that was, yeah. A, that was a credit you had to get. <laughs> That's, That's right. Funny. That's good stuff. All right, E, we appreciate your time, bro. You are the man talking a little Texas baseball and basketball with E. Hogan of B&E. You know uh, the name. You can catch him weekdays from 6 to 10 a.m. right here on 104.9 The Horn. 23 with, years together. Yeah, with Bucky God Bug. Well, they had a little They had a little separation. They had a little break. Yeah. They had a little break, but they got back Want to see other people for a little bit? Nothing <laughs> <laughs> wrong with that. Uh, all right, we come back. I want to get into a Rod's rant of the day. It'll be about how great this Kansas City run uh, that we're witnessing is. We'll talk about that. Love the it. Super Bowl champions. And also a little background on Mardi Gras, a little history lesson on Mardi Gras. We'll do that when we come back for Rod's rant of the day. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. Find out what happens when people stop being polite and start getting real. You ain't keeping it real. My God, okay, it's happening. Everybody stay calm. Oh, no, you've done it now. It's time for Rod's Rant of the Day. Hold on to your butts. All right, welcome back to uh, Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. We're at Mudbugs. 
uh, hanging out here in Buda. It is a uh, 306 South Main Street. So come on out here if you're in the neighborhood. As you can hear, the festivities have already started. They got a great band that's striking up here, uh, playing some great music for you. And we're all celebrating Fat Tuesdays out here. They got Mardi Gras drink specials, $10 drink specials for their Mardi Garita, the Hurricane, the Bushwhacker, the Sazerac. <laughs> I won't even describe them to you. They sound good enough. It's just a party. So come on out here uh, to Mudbugs here in Buda. Everybody's having a really good time. All right, uh, the Kansas City Chiefs are having a really good time, too. They're celebrating uh, their second Super Bowl championship in man, less than five years, which is a really, really impressive feat. So I wanted to go back and look at basically where this, if this is a dynasty. And I'm not saying the Kansas City Chiefs have a dynasty, but if it is a dynasty where they stand um, compared to other great runs we've seen in NFL history. So here are the couple of the nuggets I found. And like I said, not calling it a dynasty, but maybe it's dynastic in what they're doing right now. So looking at the current run that the Chiefs are on. So basically starting in 2018 when Patrick Mahomes became the starting quarterback. In the entire Super Bowl era, just four teams have won, have ever won three Super Bowls in a five-year span. So it's only happened four times. 74-79 Pittsburgh Steelers who won four and six. Uh, the 1992 um, Dallas Cowboys. Say what? Say what? Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, this is three Super Bowls in a five-year span. Uh, 01-05 New England Patriots and the 14-18 Patriots. Man, the Patriots are just ridiculous. I mean, yeah, they are dynastic for yeah. sure. Uh, the, 40, <laughs> the 49ers just missed out on it of uh, the 80s and 90s. Uh, remember, they never won three titles in five years, though. Uh, they won three in six years. Uh, but no other team has ever won three Super Bowls in a span of less than eight years like that. So they, the 49ers were a dominant team. I'm talking about trying to get to win three Super Bowls in a five-year span. Obviously, the Kansas City Chiefs went to three. Um, they did not win three. They won just two, but still on the cusp of it is what I'm looking at. Yeah. So they're dynastic. So what I looked at was their record since 2018. They're 64 and 18 since 2018. Um, only two NFL teams have won more games within five years in that time span. New England, 2003-07, New England. And Indianapolis Colts, Peyton Manning's 05-09 Colts uh, won more games during that time period as well. And then there's Kansas City. Yeah, the, the train, too. <laughs> train is getting it hyped. We got a little bit of everything happening at this spot. We got a little bit of everything spot. happening out of here right now. <laughs> so it's just a party going on. And then I want to look at the playoff record. So the Chiefs have won 11 playoff games since Patrick Mahomes took over. This makes them 11-3, um, which makes them one of the winningest postseason NFL teams ever. Only New England. 2014 to 2018 New England has more postseason wins in five years. Kansas City's got 11. Can, uh, New England 2014-18 had 12 of them. That's it. And to put all that together, just one team has more regular season, postseason wins combined in the last five years uh, than the Chiefs. New England. Of course. 2003-2007, <laughs> they had 76 wins. Kansas City's had 75. Wow. So we are witnessing one of the best runs we've seen in the history of the Super Bowl era, I should say. Of all the teams that have won two titles in five years, 
only the Chiefs and the 71-73 Dolphins lost a Super Bowl during that stretch as well. And the crazy part about it, the Chiefs were supposed to be not in rebuilding mode, but right. at least resetting mode. Dude, I just saw a stat. I got it from uh, NFL.com that the, the rookie starts by the Kansas City Chiefs this year, 61 combined rookie starts from that 2022 class, the most from a, for a Super Bowl winner since 1991. And it's the most starts by first-year player since 91-61 for a Super Bowl champion. But you go look at the most games played by first-year players on Super Bowl winning teams in NFL history, only the Steelers and the, the Steelers of 74, the 49ers of 81. By the way, Ronnie Lott was a he was a rookie was on that a 81 yeah. team. Only, only teams that have more games played by rookies for a Super Bowl winning team in history. Wow. And all, you go look at that. I mean, Steelers were on the mid, they, they were about to make a run. 49ers about to make a run. I, I mean, the Kansas City Chiefs are in the midst of one right now. I mean, they, they're right in the middle of it. I mean, they're doing some damage. Four starters they drafted on defense just from that 2022 draft alone. I, didn't know if, I don't know if they thought all those guys would end up becoming starters, but for a Super Bowl-winning team, it's just really rare to see a team have that many rookies end up starting. 161, only two teams ever who have won a Super Bowl had more rookies starting for it. Guys, we may be on the cusp of them in, in the middle of a dynasty. Like, it's not a dynasty yet, but it's dynastic. If you had to put a, put a wager down, would you put them back in it again next year? Yeah, I probably would. Yeah. Because they think about they re, when they lost the Super Bowl to the Bucks, they rebuilt the O-line. Mm-hmm. Right? They rebuilt that entire O-line. You've right. got to give a ton of credit to Brett Veach um, because he really did just in one offseason. He rebuilt the whole, off, whole offensive line. Um, they made Joe Thune the highest-paid left guard in the game. Uh, and they made the trade for Orlando Brown Jr. from uh, the Ravens mm-hmm. for basically a first-round pick. In the draft, they drafted Creed Humphrey, really good center in the second round, uh, drafted right guard Trey Smith in the sixth round, and essentially that's their rebuilt O-line. The one lineman held over from that 2020 team, Andrew Wiley, was asked to move from right from guard to right tackle. So they rebuilt the whole damn thing if you're looking at just change positions and you're looking at just new personnel overall. And now, this year, they basically did it with the secondary and the, and the defense. Right. Because they got now four new rookie starters on the defense. They can build the defense around. It's unbelievable. And of the 28 players selected by the Chiefs in the last four years via the draft, 25 of them played for the Chiefs this season. That's that. That's a hit, 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 They're hit, hit. They're rebuilding the whole yeah. damn team. Yeah, from that's the draft. beautiful. That's beautiful. It's unbelievable what they're doing, man. And I went and looked at uh, of the, the only 11 of the 53 players on the roster for the Super Bowl, uh, for their first Super Bowl, which is Super Bowl, what, 54, I believe? Yeah. Were still on the roster for the latest Super Bowl, which is Super Bowl 57. So the 22 players who started when the Chiefs won their Super Bowl three years ago, five were suited up for their game versus the Eagles in the Super Bowl this past season. 
Mahomes, Kelsey, Chris Jones, Frank Clark, and Derek Nighty. That's it. That's it. That's amazing. That's it. They rebuilt the whole damn thing. So it's – I'm with you. I think, they can, they're, I think they're definitely going to win one more in, in this window. Yep. Uh, especially if Andy Reid sticks around. I just – I hope for the sake of everybody else in the NFL, there's just one. And I think it will be. How often do we see dynasties in the NFL? The, 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 the league is built to destroy dynasties. Right, it's supposed to be some parody in there. It's built to discourage dynasties yeah. because it's the ultimate parody-driven league, yep. and it's a copycat league. For sure. You're only going to have the advantage that gave you that separation from the rest of the league for about a year, maybe a half a year, and then the NFL is going to adapt, yep. and then they're going to start either copying it or – Hell, they might just decide to ban it. Right. Like the tush push for the Eagles. They need, Whether, to, they need to ban that. Yeah, whatever they do. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. As a cowboy say, they need to ban it. That's so right. it's just really interesting when you start looking at it that, I mean, the, the Chiefs, it's not a dynasty because you got to win back-to-backs to get a dynasty. But, damn, they're close. And they may win it again next season. Well, as long as, as you really keep winning, if you, as long as you keep going to those – uh, divisional championships, those conference championships, excuse me. Yeah. You got an opportunity to go in there, and they've done it five straight years. It's unbelievable, man. Yeah. And I guess we, we don't give enough and Patrick credit. Mahomes isn't going anywhere, and Andy Reid looks like he's having more fun now. You're right. So, Andy Reid's not going. And I think Brett Veach needs to get more credit, the GM. He doesn't uh, get enough credit, man. Yeah. And he got a credit to Andy Reid because Andy Reid brought him over from the Eagles, but you got to give more credit to him. And if I'm, you know, and I, I said this before, the. The thing that sets them apart, I wish I could say that it was some special concept or some special scheme or some cheat code they're using or some administrative advantage they're using. The truth is Patrick Mahomes is just that good and Andy Reid is just that good Mm -hmm. and Brett Veach is just that good. I think that's their advantages. That's a great combination. They have the best quarterback in the league. Yep. They, I don't know if he's the best head coach in the league right now, but damn it if he ain't in the top three or four, if he ain't on the Mount Rushmore. And he right. might be all time in that conversation if he wins another one. And Patrick Mahomes, I'll give you another set off. Patrick Mahomes, remember I brought up the fact that his X-Man ability, his superhero ability, what he does as well, if not better than everybody else, is that he's never at a deficit that seems too large to overcome. Right. Crazy stat here. He's got a 58 percent winning percentage in games where his team is losing by double digits at any point in the game. Right? That is 20 percentage points better and higher than any other quarterback in NFL history. Wow. 20 percentage points? 20 percentage points better. When you're down by double when you're down by double digits you're supposed to lose. I went back and looked at the games where Patrick Mahomes is down by double digits in the playoffs because I didn't want to go deep, deep. That's went to the playoffs. Right. And I looked at his contempor- his peers, right, his contemporaries. Tom Brady, 5-8, and eight, went down by double digits at any point in his playoff career. That's damn good. He's the GOAT. Aaron Rodgers, 2-6. and six. Drew Brees, 1-8. Drew Brees, 1-8? One and eight. Brett Favre, one and seven. Peyton Manning, two and seven. Joe Montana, the GOAT before the GOAT, two and six. Joe Burrow, one and two. Josh Allen, oh and two. Lamar Jackson, one and three. Patrick Mahomes, four and two. Yeah, he bought that life. He's already got close to as many wins as any quarterback in history, arguably, 
when he's been down double digits in the playoffs and got a better record by far than any quarterback that I could find in history when he has got a double-digit deficit in the playoffs against the best competition. It, it, like, how do you beat that? He's pretty much in the class by himself right now. <laughs> and especially now, though, that, now that now that my man has retired, Tom Brady has retired, Oh man, he's put himself in a special spot. No, you're right about that. No question. Yep. Um, all right, we come back. We'll get into another off the record. We're live here at Mudbugs. As you can hear, the party <laughs> has already started. A lot of folks out here enjoying themselves. It's starting to get packed. They still got plenty of room for you. So come on out here. We're at uh, South Main Street here in Buda, 306 South Main Street. You can't miss it. Uh, we'll be right back right here. Ball Don't Lie on 104.9 The Horn. Welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. In case you can't hear, there's a party going on out here at Mudbugs. It is Fat Tuesdays, and of course, we are celebrating Fat Tuesdays out here at Mudbugs, having a great time. If you're in the neighborhood, come on out. It's in Buda, uh, off of South Main Street, 306 South Main Street. I love this area, man. It is fantastic. Uh, so come on out here if you're in the neighborhood. If not, mark it down uh, for a future date future date night you and wife you're just hanging out with the guys whatever uh it is a great location and i can't wait to get down with some of these drinks ten dollar drink specials all day for their mardi gras uh party here in their mardi gras festivities for fat tuesday mardi garita yep the hurricane the bushwhacker the sazerac Oh, yeah, and even got dessert for you out here, too. Oh, yeah. I'm going to order a lot of food. I'm going to start doing that in the 6 o'clock, ordering a ton of food, something to eat, something to go, and I'm probably going to take some drinks to go, too. Hello. Yeah, yeah, it's going <laughs> to be a lot of food. I'm going to take out. I'm going to be responsible and take all the drinks to go. That's right. Instead of drinking it all here and then getting on the road. So I'm going to order smart, way friend. too many drinks to go. Very smart, There you my go. Friend. See? Uh-huh. I like the way my man thinks. Hey, I'm going to do it, man. Hey, y'all did the party, but party hard, but do it responsibly. There it is. Right yeah, there. You can do that. You can do that. Uh, speaking of party hard, so I did research about Mardi Gras. All right, you guys I like know I'm, a, I'm a history guy. I got to know, you know, the origin of things and, you know, the genesis of it always intrigues me. So I started looking up uh, when Mardi Gras became such a big deal in the United States. So I found some factoids. Because so I always started looking up when uh, flashing and, and boobs started being connected to Mardi Gras. So it wasn't until 1875 that Mardi Gras became an official holiday in Louisiana. 1875. There's evidence of it being celebrated as far back as 1699 when French, ex French explorers named a bank on a river where New Orleans is today, uh, the Point du Mardi Gras. Then, boom, as we know, the rest became kind of history. Uh, the bead tradition. So where the beads come from? So the best well-known uh, origin of the beads is from the International Business Times. It says the traditional bead throwing starts with their original colors the color of the beast was determined by the king of the first daytime carnival in 1872. He wanted the colors to be royal colors, purple for justice, gold for power, green for faith. What you got on? You got green? I got all kinds. You got purple? And yep. you got red? I don't know what the red is supposed to mean. That's for fun. <laughs> <laughs> That's for fun. Uh, the idea was to toss the color to the person who exhibited the meaning of that specific color. Okay. So if you thought somebody gave the aura of faith, you throw them. 
your green beads, you throw them purple for justice, and you throw them gold beads for power. That's where the beads came from. Now, where did we get into the tradition of beads for boobs? All right, where did the flashing come into play? It is not as it's not as a re, it's not as recent as you think. It actually can be dated back as far back. They have, I guess, examples or instances of women flashing for beads as far back they say as 1889. The Times Democrat documented <laughs> the uh, boobs for beads <laughs> example way back in the day with a quote. Uh, here's an excerpt from the paper. Degree of immodesty exhibited by nearly all female masqueraders seen on the streets. So apparently, wow. immodesty by female masqueraders. Oh, that was the thing that I forgot about. Back we didn't the put day. the mask on. Yeah, he's exactly. There right, we didn't mask, put the mask on. Which I think gave you a little bit more, it gave you a little bit more courage yeah. to go flash somebody. It's like, they, they don't, don't recognize they me. They don't know who I am. Okay, they were like Boom. John Cena. Can you you can't see me. Can't see me. You can yeah. see these boots, <laughs> yeah. but you can't see me. Okay. Give me them damn beats. That's how you go a little risque. Yeah. Okay. And they said the practice of flashing for beats didn't become a staple in Mardi Gras until the women's liberation movement, basically. Oh. Uh, the ladies are like, hey. I can be free. I can be free. These Let are, them free. These are my boobs. Yeah. I love them. You need to love them, too. I do what I want with them. Damn right. Right. right? That's when it became more of a common practice. Air it out. And they said it is still mostly on request. That one will just walk up to you because you got beads and they can just flash and give me them beads. Usually there is a request. It's like, hey. Uh, you want these? You just, oh, you want, yeah. Yeah. Hey, hey, would you like these beads? Like, do yes. something strange. Can I? Yeah. Would you do me a favor yeah. for these beads? Yeah. And then a flashing usually happens. I will gladly play you Tuesday for some <laughs> beads today. <laughs> so there you go. That's how the the boobs got linked to Mardi Gras. And whoever did that, yeah, is brilliant. I mean, it's supposed to be a religious holiday, and now we linked it to uh, gluttonous, yes, act, gluttonous activity. Yes. So overeating. And boobs. And That's a lot why. of drinking. Over, I said overindulging. 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 And you're right, overindulging should include boobs. It, if boom. I'm going to overindulge on something. Got to see it through. Throw boobs in there. That's one of the things I want to overindulge on. I like that, bro. All right. Uh, we come back. We got the 6 o'clock hour. One more hour left in the show. We are down here at Mudbugs having a great time for their Mardi Gras festivities. Fat Tuesday. And as you can hear in the background, there is a party going on. Get down out here if you're in the neighborhood. We come back. We'll talk about NFL news, notes, and nuggets. Transition window open. We'll talk about that. And also the Cowboys. Who will get the franchise tag first for the Cowboys? All of that and more right here on Ball Don't Lie on 104.9 The Horn.